Hi, this is Maria Toso. And I want to talk to you about why doing a teacher training, a yoga teacher training, could be a path to deep inner development. Um, the teacher training that I offer is based very heavily on Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. And this is a um, treaty, you might say, that was written supposedly um, somewhere around two to 400 BC. Um, there's not any real solid evidence that Patanjali even existed or whether this was actually written by more than one person. But suffice to say that these are sutras, verses, there's 196 of them, that describe a very precise path to enlightenment and um, or to say that in a less lofty way to peace to not being um, in constant worry and anxiety about the past or the future and how do we achieve that well that is stated in the second verse of this of the first book uh, pada it's called of the yoga sutras and there are many translations but the one that's readily available in my head is that yoga is the cessation of the fluctuation of the mind in other words it is stilling the chatter um, and beyond that, not just the more superficial thoughts that we most of us have running through our mind um, all the time, but also quieting down, if not downright healing, the deep wounded places that are more entrenched grooves or scripts that line our subconscious um, in the heart mind, in the chitta, as we would say in Sanskrit. So all the things that we do in yoga is really all aimed at this one goal of no longer having stories, um, interpretation of events running us. So what is an example of that? Say, for example, um, there's a circumstance, someone is doing something, um, and I immediately have an interpretation of what that means, what he or she intended, and I have feelings attached to that, and my feelings will lead me to act a certain way, and my feelings will also lead me to experience bodily sensations that if my interpretation of this given circumstance is negative, I will experience um, nervousness, anger, negative emotions in my body. And that becomes a physiological experience. That could mean increased adrenaline in my bloodstream, cortisol, histamines, the higher blood pressure, heart beating. We all know how much an outer event can trigger inner feelings. Now, if we learn through the yogic practices to detach ourselves, differentiate out from the story that is immediately running in a given situation, and we start to become more identified with the light, the space in which these thoughts arise, then we're able to take a step back and even question, okay, look at that, I'm immediately interpreting um, a given uh, stimulus, a, a given situation, a certain way that makes me feel alone, angry, not valued, things like that. And that I actually have a choice 
about that. I have a choice to say, you know, that thought, that story hurts me. And I'm going to choose to, well, I could check out the story. I could say, um, in Brene Brown's words, the story I'm telling myself is, and then check that story out. If the situation is such that, you know, you can actually talk to a, a given person about what just happened. But even if you can't, you might still say, okay, so there's been a tragic world event. You can't go check out what that world event really meant or who was responsible. But you can choose to say, yes, it is tragic, but I'm not going into full-blown panic about it. I might sit down and pray for the people involved, or I might need to sit down in deep meditation to regain my own composure. Um, but I'm not going to have a cocktail or reach for something that prevents me from feeling the feelings that are produced by the thoughts I'm having because I'm able over time with a solid yoga practice to witness the thoughts that arise about anything. And even if they're older thoughts, um, say you were wounded as a child in a certain way, most people have experienced some degree of not being valued, um, feeling rejected or abandoned or not belonging, and sometimes to a traumatic extent, so that that is a very immediate visceral feeling um, or story that arises in a given situation. Now, with a solid yoga practice, one in which you're deeply in touch with your body, and this is why we do the asanas, um, the yoga poses, is to fully embody the body because the energy field of the body is our true experience of what is happening, what is going on, how does a certain thought show up in the body. So if we're disembodied um, or detached from the body, we don't even know that we just had a given reaction and we might just feel some vague form of discomfort and reach for mm, our preferred numbing agent. And what is that? Well, it could be a cocktail or it could be um, social media or shopping or sugar or most of us have something that we reach for so as not to feel uncomfortable feelings. Well, that prevent, uh, prevents us from recognizing, wow, an uncomfortable feeling just arose in my body. What, where did that come from? Like, how did I think about what just happened that made it deeply uncomfortable? And do I have a choice to stay grounded and calm and peaceful while observing what is going on so being less in the grips of a reaction and truly having the um, groundedness to respond to something that happens in our life. So that might seem very far from the way we think about yoga. We might think about yoga as, you know, one of many ways to keep the body healthy and lean and flexible and strong. Um, but really that the asana is the poses, they're just one um, facet of how we learn to, I don't like to say control the mind, but having some choice about what's going on in the mind and to what extent we let ourselves be run by that. 
So this is why meditation, for example, is such a um, important part of a solid yoga teacher training, because without the daily practice of coming into the witnessing part of who we are, the part of us that can witness when a storm is arising within and not necessarily be completely immersed in the storm, um, meditation allows us to do that. So a daily steady practice of of identifying more with the spirit part of who we are and less with the um, impermanent thoughts that come and go. Um, And the other portion of a solid yoga teacher training will be the deep understanding of the philosophical framework. Why are we doing this? Why are we meditating? Why are we becoming so disciplined and aware of every particle of the body? Well, it is in essence to discover that we are not the body, even though we are currently embodying the body. And it it may seem counterintuitive that fully embodying the body allows us to realize that the body is our temporary vessel through which we get to experience in a very solid way where we are in need of purification. So, a, a script that's running in the background that is not examined, but that keeps running us will, for most of us, mean that we end up experiencing very similar circumstances over and over. Because the little script within, um, in yoga we might call that a samskara, a very deep groove, um, that doesn't change even if we, say, leave a, one partnership for another or even move from one country to another or change one job for another. The, the samskara, the script, moves with us. And it's going to play out maybe in a slightly different way. But we've all seen that with friends and family who make some big changes and then somehow they end up in a very similar situation with a similar person, similar type of issue or dynamics. And that can often be easier to witness when we observe someone else and we might even try to point it out. It can be a lot harder to see um, in our own lives how we also tend to do that. And really not until we stop and pull the projections back, start to recognize what are the beliefs, the the scripts, the stories that live inside of us, unexamined, that are playing out in our lives. So a yoga teacher training is really so much more than learning to teach down dog even though we also learn to teach down dog. And we learn to teach down dog because it's a way for both us and for the student to bring very deep awareness into the fingertips, up through the wrist, into the shoulders, down through the spine, up through the tailbone, so that the whole body may be fully alive and receptive and alert and notice. At the same time, there is also the empowering quality of a teacher training in which you learn to articulate in the moment 
What is happening? And what are you trying to guide your students to do? What is this deep awareness that you're trying to guide your students into? And to do that, you as the teacher have to learn to be fully present, not just learn and memorize beautiful cues and instructions for a given pose, although that's very helpful to have on hand, but also to be so present and in tune, now not just with your own body, but with a room full of bodies to see what's happening here. How can I guide deeper awareness into everybody's bodies? And that requires an incredible amount of presence for the teacher. So the process of becoming a teacher is in many ways the process of becoming fully embodied and fully present to yourself, and to people around you. So, of course, that spills over, not just into teaching, but into all relationships. So, I strongly encourage you to look at the 200-hour teacher training as a way to grow, to become really aware of yourself, to become really aware of how you show up in relationships your own part of the given dynamics, and certainly your body will become healthier, more radiant, stronger, more flexible. But let that not in and of itself be the goal as much as the goal really is to learn to become so peaceful and quiet within that there's a lot less drama created around you. If you would like to know more about the teacher training, feel free to schedule a personal conversation with me. You can use the contact form on my website um, or send me an email, mariatoso at gmail.com, and I would be happy to, to talk to you more about how teacher training might very well be just the thing that's going to make you step into the next chapter of your life. I hope to see you, www.mariatoso.com. Calm.